you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. If you want to open to two places, we're going to go to Galatians 5, but we're also going to go to Matthew 7. Can you open first to Matthew 7 with me? This message is called Power and Love. We're starting a new series today, in fact, called The Fruit of the Spirit. So all you who are taking notes, I know everyone in OSL is taking notes. I know it. Hope does not disappoint. All right, so the fruit of the Spirit is our new series, and the message today is power and love. And you know what the good news is? As I turn to my own Bible, you don't need money, don't take fame, don't need no credit card to ride in this train. That's the power of love. Right? (laughs) Huey Lewis and the News. Anybody? Thank you. Oh, yeah. Don and Andrew with me. If no one else is, thank you, gentlemen. Matthew 7. Let's read verses 15 through 20. It says, Beware, Jesus himself says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. So the first word here in this passage that we're taking out is beware. Be on the lookout. Be on your guard. Because why? Jesus wants to protect his church, his people, because there are people that can look all fluffy and like a little lamb, and they're wolves on the inside, right? See, man looks at the outward appearance, and so the best that we're left with sometimes is, oh, what are they, how are they presenting, you know? And and who knows that we can put on our Sunday best and, and get around each other and be like, everything's fine. It's fine. I'm so holy. Look at my halo, right? And you're safe, and just tell me your stuff, like whatever. Ravenous wolves, Jesus says, that can invade the church. He wants us to be on guard because you will know them by their fruits. So, of course, we welcome everyone with open arms. We want the broken. Jesus said, I have not come for the healthy. I've come for the sick. It's the sick who need a doctor, right? Those of you who are in the small group study pursuit know that We're not looking for found people. We're looking for lost people, just like Jesus. Amen. And so Jesus says, beware, because he doesn't want you to be taken advantage of, and he doesn't want the church to decay from the inside because we're not aware. And so we got to beware. And every tree, so every person, bears good fruit. Every good tree bears good fruit. Every bad tree bears bad fruit. So the truth will find you out, right? No matter what, and when you're good, it's going to show and everyone's going to know it. And if there's badness coming around here, it's going to come out and we're going to know it. And we need to be on our guard. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit even to show us some of those things in advance so that we can have discernment and that kind of thing. We're not looking for people to be bad. We're looking for people to grow in the Lord. But we need to beware. And we take that seriously. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and if that wasn't bad enough, it's thrown into the fire. 
I'm taking this to mean we have a temporal situation here where we're living in the body on the earth, and then we have an eternal life somewhere. Now, hell, talking about fire and that kind of thing, hell would be, it's not abundant life, I'll tell you that. It's like you exist, but no one would call it living, right? That's living. No, this is not living. This misery and separation from God and torment forever and ever. Not prepared for us. We're not meant to go there. We have to choose to be in the kingdom of Jesus. And then we get rescued and go to heaven. Praise the Lord. So it's two things. They're cut down and thrown into the fire. Cut down means your life here isn't going to be great either. You're not going to receive blessing from God here either. It's going to be hard here and it's going to be harder there. Right? It's going to be hot here and it's going to be hotter there. Welcome to summer. It just kind of kicked in, didn't it? So, we're talking about a good tree and a bad tree, both known by their fruits. Hashtag evidence. You, more than words is all you have, right? Anyone know that extreme song? No extreme fans in the house with me? Thank you, Shay. All right. See, this is the way that we're going to know one another. In John 13, verse 34 and 35, it says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, by you loving one another, who's the one another? The church, amen. Other believers, that's right. By the love that this Christian shows to this Christian, all the world will know. All will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now let me ask you this. Does love stop? When you get to the end of the Christians, does it stop? No, absolutely not. But this is the evidence for us that the world will know they've got something in the church. They've, these Jesus people have got something, and we need to sit up and take notice. And hopefully they'll say, we need to enter into this thing as well. How do I get that? That should be the question that they're asking. Look at Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Many of you know this by heart, have memorized it. Especially those of you who don't have a Bible today because you have the whole thing memorized. But, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Who shall receive power? Do we want to put Acts 1-8 up on the screen? Who shall receive power? Hmm? Okay, I like it. So, it's both of those. Yes, us as believers personalize it. I shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon me. And it's no surprise that we're also in level two. The Lord orchestrates these things for us. So we'll be hearing a lot more of this in Operation Solid Lives level two today, which I'm pumped to bring to you that new word. All right. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What does this come upon you mean but that you are filled to overflowing? Okay. Let's just say I have a cup. And let's just say that there's Mountain Dew in it. Just, you know, let's just say. If I pour some Mountain Dew in the cup. Is there Mountain Dew in the cup? Okay. It's in the cup. But is it on the cup? Nope. So it's not overflowing. So clearly we have a problem. We have a Mountain Dew problem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, come upon you means that 
so much has been poured in that it's now overflowing and getting all over the outside. This is on now. It's not just in, it's on. It's so in, it's on. Yes? And that's the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants to do with us. He says, you shall, re- you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, which means filled to overflowing. And then what will happen when the Holy Spirit has filled you to that level? Let me, let me put it this way. What does the Bible say will happen when you're filled to overflowing? You shall be what? Witnesses. You know what? Jennifer hit it, so help the people. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and all Samaria and to the end of the earth. Isn't that right? Jerusalem is a city. Yes? Some might even say the capital of Israel. But let me not digress. (laughs) Man, we're making America great right now. All right. Um, Jerusalem is a city. What city do you live in? Shout it out. (laughs) Get it, Carla. You go get Victorville. Get him. Get him. (laughs) Jerusalem is a city. So you'll be witnesses to Jesus in Victorville, in Hesperia, in Apple Valley. Thank you, Richard. All right. Hey, we got a few of them. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, we're after Apple Valley. Don't worry about it. Yes. Yes. Anaheim. Yes, yes, you will. Jennifer, Anaheim. Yes, you will. Amen. Andrew, thank you. you. For the whole family, you just, see, that's spiritual leadership. That's, that's a 3XY kind of man right there. Uh, <laughs> I love it. See, in the city where you have been placed and positioned by God, that's your assignment. That's, that's your first and primary assignment. I'm working with this thing. Help me. I'm trying. I know you, I'm not asking you. I'm asking the Lord to help me. I told you the, the air comes out of my mouth and my nose a weird way. And my mouth opens bigger on this side. Have you ever noticed that? Don't look at me. Don't, I'm all self-conscious now. Don't look at me. But uh, it, it, is, it does the puff thing in the microphone. Uh, all right. And in all Judea and Samaria, so there's the, these concentric circles, right? That as you go from right where you are, your neighborhood and your city, out to the county and the neighboring regions, right? And wherever you go. Maui is about to get saved as far as I know. Am I telling the truth? Someone's going to Maui. Many people are going to Maui. (laughs) We're not going to Maui. We've already taken our vacation for this decade, and so we'll we'll be fine. We never get out. (laughs) Bunch of hobbits over here. Close the windows. (laughs) Turn on the air. Let's just sit down. All right. Um, But... Wherever you go, it's not, because it's not, I don't want you to be limited in your own view of what your power is when you've been filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. You may not know these people, fine. Is the power of God any less powerful? Any less present? Does he have any less of a heart to win those people through you than somebody else? No. Go get him. A couple from our Lake Elsinore campus was praying for a man with one very short leg. It was like uh, his, it's like his foot was up at this level, at the knee level, right? And so that's, that's some serious business, right? If, if your foot ends there. 
And as they were praying and laying hands on this man, asking the Lord for a miracle for the leg to grow, all of a sudden it started growing. And at first you're like, well, is it growing or is it, you know, they're just shifting and they're like, what is going on, right? And then they keep praying and the leg keeps growing and now it's undeniable until it's full and matches the other. This is recently in the Rock Campus, Lake Elsinore. They're praying for this man. Praise the Lord. See, miracles still happen when you're willing to get out and do what he said. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover, right? We're, we're getting about the Father's business, doing what the Word says, and we will see results. Peru, did you see results when you took the gospel to him? Yes. And it's not only, are we going to try to fix this camera thing or is it over? All right, thank you. Because uh, the rest of the world needs to hear. I'm trying to not just do Jerusalem, but all of the, all right. Um, practice what you preach. Uh, it's not just for Peru and Peruvians, right? It's not just for Americans in Peru. It's for Americans here right now today. And wherever you are, whenever you are, however, you go get them. All right, there's another story about John Rusk, and he was in the park, and I, and I think you've heard this one a little bit, where he said they were praying for the same kind of thing, you know, limbs to grow out and that kind of thing, and, and it happened, and someone from the back called, will the Lord do that for me? He's like, sure will, and then he, and then he looked after he said he sure will, and then he, he has a little arm, right? His arm, is, his arm is just right here, and and this one, they started praying. He's like, oh, Lord, well, come on. I, like, you believe it, but do you believe it, believe it, right? Okay, so now they start praying, and instead of like this gradual, is it happening? Isn't it? Oh, it's happening. Okay. And then you keep going like, that's enough, right? But it's like, boom. And all of a sudden, here's this fully, fully grown arm. This man had never had an arm before. And now there's no, this is the power of God. And it will happen if you let it happen. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it. Let the Lord rain on other people through you. Because why? Because you're filled to overflowing and power is emanating, radiating, pouring out from you. Let's take another drink. Bless the Lord. There is a link to the power, and it's called faith. Your faith is going to unlock these things in your life, around you. Your faith unlocks the power of God to be evidenced in your life. Your faith unlocks the power of God to be evident in your life. See, we got to exercise it. We, we got to do the power. Yes? Yeah. Not do the do. Do the power. And so if we, we have to recognize first that God has given us power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you because you're overflowing with his spirit now. Amen. Look at Galatians 5 now, because I know that you're wondering, when are we going to get to this? This series is called The Fruit of the Spirit. When are we going to get to the fruit of the Spirit, right? Galatians 5, we're going to go there right now. I love babies, what can I say? Galatians 5. Went too far. Are we there? Let's start at verse 19. Galatians 5. 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelries, 
I like these words, and the like. Because you may be going through this list and like, I'm good so far, good so far, good so far. Phew, didn't mention any of mine. Until this, and the like. You know who you are. You know what you struggle with. You know where you're susceptible, right? Church, come on. Right? You know where you're susceptible. Yeah, it's not an amen, but it's just a yes, right, yeah. So, so far, and, but we can overcome. So, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, this is serious. Who wants to inherit the kingdom of God? Yes, show of hands. All right, I should see about every hand raised, right? You want to inherit the kingdom of God? Thank you. This is not a passive event. This is a participatory event. And so jump into this thing. You want to inherit the kingdom of God because you want to get to heaven. You can't get to heaven on one hallelujah. You, you won't know that, and praise God. That is, that's about the only part of that musical that's worth singing. Um, and uh, all I'm saying is if you want your name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there are some things that you need to put away and when old things have passed away and all things have become new, that's that. that those are the old things. L- let them pass away. Don't, don't return to the slop of the pig pen. Is that right? You were delivered out of that, washed clean, given a new set of, of fancy clothes, brought to the table by grace. Not that you deserved it, not that anyone owed you anything, but by grace you have been saved. You've been brought to the table, restored to full dignity and authority and position. And for us to go back and wallow in that slop, that doesn't say anything good about us or Jesus. We've got to cut those things off. Be about our Father's business. Now look at verse 22. But, so we... we <laughs> Remember, there's no good news without the bad news, right? So I just gave you the bad news. Verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit, say the fruit of the Spirit, Spirit. is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us also walk in the Spirit. See, when you were born again, your spirit became new. Bless you. Anyone know about the new you? Anyone remember that from OSL? The new you. Who's the new you? Say it out loud so I can hear you. Yes, it is you, but it's the new you, the born again. And there's three parts of you, right? The tripartite, which is the new part of you? The spirit, right? Because neither one of us, John, grew hair when we got born again. Isn't that right? So it's clearly not the flesh that was born again, right? And so it's the spirit on the inside born again. And we want to make that distinction. See, your spirit can now contain and distribute spiritual things, right? Just like we compare spiritual things with spiritual things, now our alive spirit, the real person on the inside, is alive and can distribute those spiritual things. I remember when 
the United States was attacked in 2001. Many of you would remember that very, very clearly. And there was a benefit concert afterwards. And one of my, and two of my favorite artists, Stevie Wonder and Take Six, had uh, sung a song together, and it's glorious. And it's called Love's in Need of Love Today. Anyone know that song? It's beautiful, thank you. Of course you do. Uh, you can't live in my house and not know Stevie Wonder, uh, like it or not. Um, and so, Love's in Need of Love Today. And Stevie, God bless him, started with this scripture in John. Where is it? First John. 4, 7, and 8. He said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Say, love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Say, God is love. So love is of God, yes, and God is love. And Stevie, mm, I love him. Not just because he's a phenomenal singer and musician, but because, look, he was preaching right before this thing, because there's all this, well, God, and this and that, and this is what prompted these attacks. Nope, because God is love. Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Okay, look at Romans 5.5 5 quickly. Romans 5.5, 5, we'll put it on the screen as well. But it's always helpful to turn in your own Bible so you know I'm not lying to you, right? It's in, I didn't just make this up. I didn't say, Jennifer, type this in and put Romans 5.5 5 on it. All right. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts. Now imagine this with me. In your heart, God, who is love, is pouring out himself into your heart. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts. Is that right? That's what the scripture is saying. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts and really more specifically in our where? Spirit, right? Because our mind, will, and emotions, that soul place of us, there's two people in the heart, the soul and the spirit. I know I'm getting a little technical on you, but stay with me. You know that that takes time often to get renewed. It is a process and it will likely take you the rest of your life to get there. Yeah? But your spirit has been made new and perfect in an instant. Hallelujah. Thank God. That's why we can say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes? And why we, that a holy God would let us into his heaven, you know, because we are perfect. The real us, the new us. Spirit's perfect. So, if the love of, the love, it's the love of God. It's not a love like God's. It's the, the very Love of God has been poured out. He took his love and poured it out in our hearts. Is that good news? We're not getting some cheap love. It's not some substitute. It, it's not a diminished amount of love. It's the whole kitten caboodle. It's the whole thing. It's the best love. It's pure. And it's been poured out in our spirits, in our hearts. Now, only, not only the Holy Spirit, but your spirit contains this love now. Because you can say, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, well, I have the Holy Spirit now in me, like, like Mountain Dew's in the glass. I have the Holy Spirit in me. So that's everything. No, no, no. He's pouring it out in your own heart. It's not just because he's there and he has love in him, like, like a bag in a bag, right? 
Like there's like a little goldfish in a bag. Do you, do you get the picture? You have a goldfish in a bag, and then you put that in another bag. It's not just because he's in there you have the, the love. It's both. There's a goldfish in a bag, and there's water in that, other, at that outer surrounding bag. Do you get the picture? I'm trying to paint some, in different ways so you can hear it. But that's the love of God. And so how many of us don't walk around feeling like we have that? Come on, be honest. We can walk around and go through our, our days and our weeks. We can go to work. We can interface with those people. We, even with our own family sometimes, with our neighbors, with the homeowners association, with whoever, right? And not realizing we have the love of God, the actual love of God in our hearts. If God pours something out, do you think it stays in this container? Or does he pour it out? Yeah. Now, it's unlimited, but it's pouring out. Isn't that right? It's, it's like God's word. It's never going to return to him void, but it's going to accomplish what he pleases and prosper in the thing for which it's sent. So if he decides to pour it out, oh, it's going to be poured out, but good. And so if the Bible is saying that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts, we have to take that as a truth. So no matter how you feel about it, it is the truth. So embrace the truth and walk in the truth. Say, I'm struggling with this right now, but I know the love of God has been poured out in this heart. So w- something's got to give. And it's likely going to be your soul. Yeah. How you feel about it. How you thought about it up to this point. Right? That needs to give way and yield to the spirit where all the love is. All right. When you were born again, you received God's DNA. I mean, now we're perfect. Now we can go to heaven and the whole thing. Luke 6.45 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And in James 3.10 and 11, for those of you who are new, we use a ton of scripture around here because we're proving to you that God is not uh, lying to us. He's not deceiving us in any way. He's being very clear. He paints the picture throughout the whole scripture. In James 3, 10 and 11 says, Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Who's he talking to? The brethren, right? Other believers. These things ought not be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? See, this, this is what he's talking about. It's, it's like you shouldn't even have both coming out. It should only be the one. Right? If we all want to get to heaven, we know that, that in the water scenario, there's those that are hot, those that are lukewarm, and those that are cold, right? God says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. The lukewarm, I'm just going to spit right out. But cold doesn't get to heaven either. Who knows that? He says, but at least you would have integrity on your conviction, right? At least you can know that you were settled in, in your own choice when you're in hell, right? All right. He would want you to be hot. And so I'm, I'm using these as handles because uh, the Lord had given me this this week. I don't know why, but it's taken me months to fix a faucet in our house. It just did not occur to me how it could be done. I, I tried it once, kind of, and nothing. But maybe it was because this week I was going to talk about the faucets that the Lord made me fix that faucet, and I got it. I figured it out. So now we have fully functioning faucets in our house. Praise the Lord. I know. All right. So... Uh, I, it, unfortunately, it was the cold faucet. doesn't matter. Um, but you, two, you may have two handles. Anyone remember the two handles? 
on the left is hot, on the right is cold. You know, most people have, like, you just flick it on and you move the, the lever to where it's going to be hot or cold. But if you remember the two handles, see, this, you don't have two spigots. You may have two heat uh, or temperature controls, but you, don't, you only have one spigot, one faucet, right? And your mouth is the faucet. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to bust that cold thing off again. I'm just, no, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. That's water. That's fine. But, you know, it's blessing and cursing. It should only be blessing coming out of your mouth. Isn't that right? When we're talking about people, we need to bless them. Right? Didn't I just say it up here? Those who spitefully use you even. It's easy to be cool with the people who you like and who are like you and who are easy to be around and who think who are going to be able to repay you in some way for the generosity and the kindness that you extend. It's easy. But what about the people who will or cannot or would not ever repay you? What about those people? What what about the people who talk bad about you? Who slander you? Who steal from you? Who hurt you? Love. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And the good tree that you are needs to bring forth that, that good fruit. If you're bringing forth bad fruit, the Bible would say, question what kind of tree you are. Yes? Are you with me? Yes. All right. You know that you've received criticism for things, right? And it's, and it's everywhere. And there was a time that I knew it was coming, and so I was able to brace myself for it, and they said, listen, we're just going to take it. Everyone just sit here, because the family was there with me. We're just going to sit here, and I'm going to absorb this thing. And we're not going to say anything. Just like Jesus, right? And just absorbs it and didn't make a defense. That was a joke, by the way. It seems to play better on the video. But you'll see that on session four when I talk about my kids. <laughs> All right. People will criticize. They'll bring hurtful things, accusations, and, and this and that. And you just have to sit there and take it. Because it's... What's the alternative? Well, I just so happen to know all these things about you. And why don't I just let, why don't I just turn that faucet a little bit and let just some of these things flow? See, that's getting in the flesh. That's not the love of God poured out in my heart, is it? No, that would be me trying to just get a little dig in there, right? And say, wait, 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 wait. Just as long as we're doing this thing, let's, let's go toe to toe. That's not love trying to paint real clear pictures again today for us we we don't take vengeance who who claims vengeance for himself god vengeance is mine i will repay isn't that right so it's not your job to get back at them you let the love of god flow you show it in the worst of circumstances you show the love of god because you're a good tree and that's a good fruit Amen. Jen and I have a wonderful marriage. Now, of course, there are no perfect marriages. Everybody knows that. Uh, all right. Don't, don't just look right at me. Right at me. Don't look at her. <laughs> all right. But he, here's one thing that, that we do that we've learned. Uh, and thank God, I think she was more born with it. But we are not harsh with one another. We don't say harsh, critical devastating things to one another when we're in conversation we may have a disagreement even 
we're not on the same page, but I know her heart. I know that her heart is always for my good, for our good, for everybody's good. And I know she's a hard, diligent worker. I know she believes the Lord and loves the Lord and is operating in faith and pursuing God. So it's like, why, why doubt? We just never say hurtful things. Because what does that accomplish? Nothing, just sowing to the flesh, not sowing to the spirit. We need to let this love flow out. And so in your own marriage, that may just be for somebody. That, that may be a, a corner you turn today and choose together to say, we're, we're going to stop saying any of these types of things to one another. It'll help you. It'll help you. I, and I also know, though, before you start thinking, wow, that guy. Man, we are just blessed to be in his presence. So holy, so righteous, devastatingly good-looking. All right, maybe no one's saying this, but all I'm saying is that I, I have not gotten everything right. I have gotten so many things wrong, and I've let my flesh get out ahead of me, and I have not done right by the Lord, and I have put myself in compromising situations, and who knows that how many times you can just let yourself go, right? Let the chips fall where they may. I just got to see this, you know? <laughs> I'm not alone, am I? No? Anyone want to raise their hand? <laughs> yeah, we got a whole lot of hand raising going on earlier. Not so many takers this time. But no, I, like, I admit it. Not perfect. Not even close. And, but there are those times where I have let my flesh get out ahead of my spirit. But thank God, sometimes I've been able to see it. Even immediately afterwards. And I'll say, you know what? That wasn't right. That wasn't right. I apologize for that. Please forgive me. And it's not, I don't care what kind of situation I'm in. Because who, who knows that the apology is like, like this. Well, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry that your horrible attitude caused me to, you know, like, all right? Or I shouldn't have let your immaturity influence, you know, me. It, hello? Our, our, our flesh is squirrely, isn't it? <laughs> we do, we can do a lot of this stuff but you know what it was the other day and I forget what we were watching but I told my daughter Jane I said right there that right there oh it was the Meg <laughs> anyone seen the Meg that big shark movie praise the Lord I love Jason Statham all right so there's this guy that falsely accused him you know and this and that blah 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 and he reconciles in the midway through the movie spoiler alert and uh, he says he takes responsibility for it says I was wrong and I shouldn't have said that. I, I said, Jane, that's exactly what it is. Whenever we're wrong, we need to take that kind of responsibility and own it and say, I was wrong. I apologize. I ask for your forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Because then we can move forward. Isn't that right? Yeah. And that's what love looks like. Yeah. It's not just, well, I wouldn't have had to if you did it, you know, Right? You know it. You're laughing because you know it. So we, we want to walk in love. Why don't we stand together? I think we've painted the picture of both power and love today, right? This fruit of the Spirit. As the prayer team walks forward to be able to receive you, as the lights dim and the music begins to play, I want you to feel free. As soon as you see a prayer team member up here, you come and pray. Maybe there's some unforgiveness in your heart that you have to get right, that you have to deal with and say, you know what? I don't even know if I could do this on my own. Help me. Let's pray and seek the Lord together. They will. 
And not only that, but let me tell you the truth. They are trustworthy people. We don't just have brand new people up here, you know, who've prayed once. No, no, no. These are seasoned, mature, trustworthy people who are not going to spread your business everywhere. We walk in love. Isn't that right? And so feel confident and comfortable to come right now and to begin praying as we close this service out because we always want to do something with the truth that we've heard. We always want to do something with it. Otherwise, we're hearers only deceiving ourselves, James would say. If we've just come, sat, and listened, then there's no life change. There's no application. So whatever it is, and the thing is, you don't have to be praying about that. It may not be something that you have to apologize for. It may be... I have recognized in our life, I have a, a feeling that Jen and I are allowing something in our lives to remain that isn't our best. It's not devastating. It's not like a sin problem. But I want to activate my faith. It has to do with her job and her ministry. How's that? Without putting too fine a point on it. And are we allowing it to just be because we're getting by? And it's okay. Sure, we can't live in this fullness. Sure, we can't live in that fullness. Sure, we don't have the ability to to be extended into this or extended into that. We've allowed it, and we're dealing with it, and that's something that we're pressing in right now with. And so I'm, I'm just I'm telling you these things about my own life to encourage you and say you're not alone. Everyone needs prayer. And so let's begin right now to seek the Lord, find agreement with these prayer partners up here. Jesus, we have heard your word today. We want to be like you. We don't want to remain how we were when we walked in. We want to be changed, improved, blessed, inspired, encouraged, equipped. We want to come to you, hear your sayings, and actually do them. We want to turn that handle off so it doesn't leak. We want to, we want to push it tight on the cold water side. The, the faucet that would bring harshness and criticism, unforgiveness and bitterness and, and blame and all the rest. We want to turn it off. The only things that should be coming out of our mouth towards others is blessing in your name. Lord, let us crank on. There is no drought in heaven. This is a picture I feel like the Lord has just given me. There is no drought in heaven. The love of God has been so poured out in our hearts. There is no lack. And there is no waste. So, Lord... In fact, from your seat, you may just want to utter these words to the Lord. Lord, help me to turn that faucet on full blast of your spirit and your love, the fruit of your spirit coming out of me so that others can be edified and built up and drawn in by this incredible love that you have for all of us. I turn on the handle of love full blast. Someone say full blast. I turn it on full blast so that others can be refreshed. Not those, not for those who are like me. Not for those who like me. But just for everyone. Who wants to say just for everyone? 
Amen. Lord, you left nothing undone on the cross. In fact, as you were hanging there in excruciating pain and torment, struggling for breath, bleeding everywhere, you forgave those who nailed you up there, who put you there, who beat you on the way there, who accosted you and took you by force, even as you were praying who came upon you and snuck upon you, those who betrayed you to the authorities. You forgave and forgave and forgave and forgave. You showed love constantly. You asked Peter after he denied you three times on the day he said he would never deny you. You showed him love over and over and over again. And he said, follow me. Let us be those people who walk in such love and who walk in power because the love of God prompts us to release miracles in the lives of others. So we walk in love. Church, say this with me. We walk in love and we walk in power. And we thank you for making me a good tree and for giving me good fruit. Let it be evidence to everyone around me And let them be satisfied as they partake of this fruit and receive this love. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, can we clap our hands in agreement? Thank you, Lord, for your love poured out in us and through us. We are funnels. Hallelujah.